Hello, today's episode is number 68, and we're going to be talking about RV toilets today. Yes, the toilet. Every RV has one. Every RV needs one. Just like every house has one, and every house needs one. So I want to welcome everybody to the show today. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, hashtag your best RV podcast. The podcast is for the RVer who likes to do the work himself. He wants to get his hands dirty and know what's happening with his RV or just wants to know what's going on with the RV, how things work on today's RV. Today's episode is number 68. And as I said, it's going to be about RV toilets and we're going to cover it, repairing them, different models, prices, the usual stuff. Don't forget to share this episode with your family and friends. Rate this podcast. Give it a nice five-star rating if you feel it's worth it. If not, well, then give it what you feel it's worth. But if you take some time out of your day, I'd appreciate that, rating it on iTunes. And if you ever have any questions, you can always contact me using the Contact Us page on Radio Arizona RV, or you can give me a call, 800-789-5588. And as usual, I'm going to say I have a brick-and-mortar retail store and several websites where I sell products. And you can find links to the websites at RadioArizonaRV.com. And as I said before, we don't have every product we talk about or I talk about on the websites for one reason or another. Now, I want to talk about this COVID-19 thing again. I've been kind of bringing this into each episode. Here we are, June 24th. And the RV industry has not caught up with the demand for product yet. What I'm saying is the, you know, companies that manufacture the, all the aftermarket parts, you know, whether it's sewer hoses, hardware parts, refrigerators, toilets, you name it. They're all really behind. And some of them are thousands of pro or, you know, parts behind thousands of each part they sell. They might just have two or 300 parts in their mix up and they're thousands behind on each product or, you know, it could be a thousand on this one, 5,000 on another. RV parts are actually getting kind of scarce. One of our suppliers, where they have a website and they have about 16 warehouses across the country. As we order stuff, we always like to see if it's available or not, especially for special order things. And what we're finding is they're out of so much stuff that our orders are coming in from all over the United States. And it takes, you know, two weeks to fill an order, maybe 150 different part numbers. You know, that 150 part numbers could translate into 900 actual products arriving it's becoming a real chore. And so we're, you know, ramping up, trying to stock up on more stuff that everyday things so we don't run out. But it's hard to do when your suppliers are running out. And it's all of our suppliers. You know, we buy from multiple people. My reason why I'm bringing this up is, you know, the RV industry, I guess, was asleep at the wheel, didn't realize that things would come back and be strong or at least normal. If you need to do stuff to your RV, I'd start doing it. I'd get it done while you can before even the simplest things become really hard to get. And of course, prices are going up too, not just RV parts. Prices are going up on everything. Yeah, I was at Amazon the other day looking at something that we have bought from Amazon before, and it went up like 30%. And then there are several other things I started checking. Everything's going up. And so just be aware, you know, you buy it now at the lower price because things are changing. And I don't know if it's going to get better. This COVID-19 could run right into 2021 for all we know. 
and it's going to wreak havoc if it does. It's already wreaking havoc. So take care of your RVs now, especially an RV, because it could be your bubble down the road, a place to get away in, a little more safety, get away from the populations if possible. All right, so now let's get into the episode. This is episode number 68, and again, it's about RV toilets. So RV toilets, every RV has one, every RV needs one, and it's, you know, a pretty straightforward thing. You know, you use it for a couple different purposes, and that's that. But when it comes time to repair one, replace one, sometimes there's a lot of questions, and people like to know if they can upgrade, if they should just stick with what they have, or if it's leaking water, what do we need to do to fix it? Now, RV toilets are pretty simple, and they have been forever. They've been the same way forever. You know, Thetford has been making RV toilets, I think, since the 70s at least. And, you know, some of their older models like a Galaxy, a Starlight, an Aquamagic 3, Aquamagic 4, they're obsolete today. You can still get parts for them, but they're not no longer made. But you still see them around. We still get people coming in the store buying things for them. So it shows the, the quality of their toilet, but we're not going to get into that right now. The toilets have been around for a long time, and they've been basically built the same way. You know, they have a water valve, you know, for when you flush the toilet, it puts water into the bowl, rinses it. You know, they have the blade that opens up and lets all the waste go into the holding tank. That hasn't changed that much. The real big difference is, I guess, the, you know, plastic toilets versus porcelain toilets. You know, and all the RV toilets are half porcelain. I shouldn't say all. The ones that are porcelain are half porcelain, half plastic. Then you have all plastic toilets. But before we get into that, I'm kind of jumping around here. I got some notes in front of me, but I'm skipping around. This is the second time I've done this episode today. I was just getting ready to send it to my producer to edit it. That's uh, Jared at Quality Sound. You can find him on Fiverr. does awesome work. But I decided I'm going to redo it. There's a couple of things I missed that I felt were important, so I'm kind of going through my notes here and working it in. One of the things I want to say is these toilets are do-it-yourself items for repairing them, replacing them. You can do this. If you take it to a dealership, you know, you're going to be spending a lot more on labor than probably what the toilet's worth in some cases or the toilet and the repair part. If you have the tools and you don't need much, you know, a Phillips head screwdriver, maybe a 7 or a half-inch wrench, and a pair of pliers, you can probably do it. Pretty basic tools. But it's definitely a do-it-yourself thing. And now, one thing that has gone on throughout the years, there's been a couple different bolt patterns. And Thetford can be thanked for this. They came out with a Bravura toilet. And actually, they're, I shouldn't say that, they're Galaxy and Starlight and Bravura. They all have like a, you know, if you look at a clock, it'd be like 10 and 4 o'clock bolt pattern. So they're opposite of each other at the 10 o'clock position and the 4 o'clock position. Those toilets basically always had to go back with the same thing because it was really hard to change that flange, and there was no adapter plate or anything. And the flange, you know, sometimes you could get them to turn, but a lot of times they're glued in, you couldn't do it. And then it's a holding tank. You didn't really want to put too much pressure on it. You break the tank, and now you got a bigger mess, you know. It was just easier to always go back with that same toilet. Just put the Galaxy in, the Starlight in, or today's model of Bravura. And the Bravura works with where the Galaxy and Starlight used to be. But now, Thetford has revamped their Bravura, and it has a universal mounting pattern. So now it'll also work where the other toilets were, which 
The other Thetford models have what we'd call a nine and three o'clock mounting position. So nine o'clock and three o'clock where the bolts are, just like a residential toilet, straight across from each other. And Sealand and Dometic are the same way. So the Bravura in modern standards and the Galaxy and Starlight in older standards were the 10 and four o'clock. So that kind of created problems, but not anymore. Unless you have an old one, you know, unless you're trying to put a Aquamagic 5 where a Bravura sat, an older one, where the mounting is at 10 and 4. So you have to be aware of some of that. So if you buy a new Bravura, though, it'll bolt right in, no problem, doesn't matter what you have. That's just a little something you have to know or should know. And over time, that'll start working itself out because all the older RVs with that mounting pattern, they'll just start disappearing. Or when someone replaces their holding tank, they'll probably replace that flange and maybe go back with the 9 and 3 o'clock position with a newer toilet. The other thing about toilets are the water valves are notorious for leaking. That's the major thing. Or, you know, they leak or they freeze and crack, you know, in a cold climate. But they're typically what go, goes wrong on a toilet. I would say, you know, 85, 90% of the time. You know, foot pedals might break. You know, cables in some of the Aquamagic toilets, like the Aquamagic 5, they might break. Springs might wear out. The flush cartridge on a um, Sealand, you know, the spring in there might break. The plastic might crack. But overall, it's the water valve that's the major culprit. But before, you know, you run in and replace a water valve, if, you know, it's leaking out the back, do check and make sure that the the PEX tubing going to the toilet, it has a half-inch nut on there. Sometimes those nuts will start leaking. I shouldn't say the nut. There's a seal in that nut. Then that can start leaking. So you want to check that out, too, to make sure that seal isn't bad because you hate to take the toilet out, put in a $50 part or $40 part, and it's just a $0.59 cent seal. You know what I mean? Unless you just want to do that, you know. I mean, heck, everybody does stuff like that. You get it all done, still leaks. Oh, I didn't even look at the seal. <laughs> so we, we make mistakes sometimes. So that water line can often be the culprit. And sometimes the base gasket, you know, we get people say, you know, come into the store and, you know, they flush the toilet, water comes out on the floor only when they flush it. The base gasket could be leaking too. And these base gaskets are not wax gaskets. A lot of people think that a lot of people put in wax gaskets. That's not what's in an RV. It has a kind of a foam rubbery type base gasket. And they're made for each model toilet. Now, some models might use the same base gasket, but it has to be for that model. So a, a Sealand base gasket is going to have a different base gasket than a, a Thetford or a Dometic. So you have to be aware of that. So when you go to pull your toilet out, be prepared to pay or buy one of those. Now, if you're replacing the water valve, all the water valves where the toilet needs to come out, come with that new base gasket. And that's something to be aware of. And I think it's just that for actually where you have to do that, where that becomes an issue, where you have to pull out the toilet to replace a water valve. There's basically two models on the market today. You have Thetford and Dometic. Dometic bought Sealand some years ago, and they've kind of just done away with the Sealand name. I think Sealand is still a company that makes, you know, that operates under their name, but they're just making toilets for Dematic. Dematic runs them, tells them what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And you might even have had a toilet called a La Toilet at one time. So the fancy name, La Toilette, was made by Volterra. 
and it was just a piece of junk. Never made it into the OEMs, not that I know of. It was just a really cheap toilet when all the other toilets were maybe $125. You know, it was $79 or $69. Bad choice. But you probably don't have one of those, probably never seen one, and that's a good thing. Today, though, you have Thetford and Dometic, but you might own an RV with a Sealand toilet in it. And Sealand makes a really good toilet, or did. You know, now Dometic is making them. A lot of the Sealand toilets have gone by the wayside, like the Traveler series. Travelers were very popular in RVs, and you know, they were a basic toilet. You know, they had a porcelain bowl, a plastic base, but they're a nice toilet. Parts were expensive, and they've gotten more expensive now. Some of these parts have gone up, oh, man, 30%, 25%, 30% easy. It's making them from, uh, let's say, a $40 water valve to now a $60 water valve. You know, I'm just picking even numbers here. So you can see how much they've gone up. And the seals form have gotten really expensive when they were expensive before, but now they're really expensive for a lot of people, they're probably going to have a hard time justifying put that money into an older toilet. Let's say their RV's a, you know, a two thousand or a nineteen ninety five, and they got to repair it. And it's going to cost them seventy dollars in parts. They might not be inclined to do it. Although I would if I had one of those Sealand toilets, I'd do it for a while anyways. They're good toilets, and they don't make toilets like that anymore. You know, they're not designed the best way. It's just a good quality toilet. It's kind of a round bowl, not really you know, like a residential model, but it's a good toilet. And so you're going to see some of those. You might even have one of those. You might buy an RV, a used RV, and it might have one in there. So it's not the end of the world. It's actually a pretty decent toilet. Today, you know, the the Sealand, well, now they're Dometic. They're the 500 series model today, and that's all they have. You know, a few different models in that 500 series. I wouldn't buy one of those, but that's my opinion. What I would stick with is the Thetford toilets. And here's why. And I think I've covered all the little things about repairing them. Well, I haven't. Let me go back to the Sealand. I'm jumping. I am still jumping around here. Sorry, guys. So the Sealand toilet, what's cool about them is the bowl separates from the base. So if you have to do anything like replace the bowl seals or the flush valve seal, I shouldn't say the flush valve, the, uh, the ball seal is in the bowl to keep holds the water in the, the bowl. So that ball, there's a seal on there. Sometimes that seal goes bad and the bowl comes off. There's just a big stainless steel clamp that holds the bowl to the base. Really simple. So you're not having to take the toilet all apart or out. It's just really simple. There's some things like that. The sealant toilets are pretty easy to work on. The Thetfords are. The Thetfords, you just got to take them all out to work on them for the most part. But it's not the end of the world. They're so easy. A water line and two bolts and they come out. You know, In fact, they're a lot easier than a household toilet. They're lighter. When you go to put them back in, you're not trying to, you don't have to worry about that uh, wax gasket getting ruined. You know, you just set these things down. They go right into place and you tighten them up. Whether it's a Sealand, a Thetford, or a, a Dometic, the 300 series, they're pretty easy to work on. They're all very similar. No real gripes there, and they all work the same way. You know, if you can figure out one, you can figure out all of them. And some of them have internal water lines, you know, that go from the water valve up into the top of the bowl where the water goes into the bowl, and then it, you know, comes out the different holes and, you know, does the flushing thing. Sometimes those water lines go bad, but not very often. We don't stock them. We just don't ever get people asking for them. 
And some people, you know, they just don't want to repair their toilet. They just throw it away and buy a new one. If it's, you know, five years old, 10 years old, they're like, ah, nuts to it. You know, I don't want to repair this. Let's just put a new toilet in. And, you know, I don't mind that thinking. That's kind of how I think with a lot of stuff, you know, depends on what it is. The point is there's just, there's not a lot of things really go wrong with a toilet. There's not 50 moving parts in there where it's just constant worry. They're pretty pretty much maintenance-free. When you clean them, if you have a plastic toilet, you definitely want to use something that's easy on the bowl, a liquid cleaner, uh, you know, something that's not going to scratch up the bowl. So you don't want to use a scrub brush or a Brillo pad, anything like that. And if it's a porcelain bowl, you still want to use the same, really, the principle for cleaning, something soft that's not going to ruin the porcelain. Because over time, porcelain can get ruined where it it loses that shine. And once anything loses its shine, that gloss, it doesn't have that slippery Teflon effect anymore. Everything kind of sticks to it. And, you know, it's a toilet bowl. You don't want anything sticking to it, right? So today, Thetford, all their toilets kind of have a residence, you know, a household, residential type type look to it. They're not 100%. Like the Aquamagic 5 hand and foot flush. It is what it is. It's 180 to 200 bucks. It's kind of the the cheapest toilet Thetford has, but it's not a pile of junk. You know, believe it or not, it's actually a pretty good toilet. And we sell a lot of those, and I know a lot of it's based on price, but it's still a pretty decent toilet. Then there's what they call the residence toilet, which is more like a household toilet. It's all plastic, though, 100% plastic. They kind of dub it for its lightweight. I've never seen one, never been asked for a part for one. I don't know how long they've been around. I don't know how good of a toilet it is. It's probably an okay toilet, but I don't know because I've never been asked about them at all. Then there's the Bravura, which is a pretty good toilet. It's above the Aquamagic 5. It's a little more stylish looking. Got a longer bowl. It's not elongated, but it's a longer bowl or more oval shaped. You know, that one is a little harder to work on, but it's it's still pretty simple. You know, they're they're all simple. They all have their little things, and that's it. They just have their little things, but the, none of them are really that bad. And then there's the Style 2 and the Style Plus. They're very similar. The Style Plus is a little more quality. The Style 2 is a little more basic. If you're going to really want to upgrade to a nice toilet without breaking the bank, I would say a Style Plus would be the way to go. They run between $330 to $370. Um, By the way, the pricing I'm giving you here, this is just catalog pricing. You can probably find them cheaper in a store, cheaper online. And the the price range is not because of the color, which is usually white or bone. It's whether it has a water sprayer on it or not. And the water sprayer, you know, it's a hose that comes out from the back with the spray head on it kind of like what kitchen sinks have or used to have, you know, sit down in the sink, you lift it up and you can spray down the sink. Well, this is designed to spray down the bowl. And so it, it actually saves some water and it cleans the bowl a little bit easier. So you have that water, you know, the sprayer there when you're done, you just push it into the back of the toilet. It doesn't automatically recoil. You do have a hose and have that little holder there on the wall, but it's handy. So that's why there's a price difference, whether it has or doesn't have that. But the Style Plus would be a great toilet. That's what I have in my RV. No regrets. In fact, you know, the seal has dried out on it a few times, and I just use some Thetford Seal Restorer or Toilet Seal Fixer, whatever you want to call it. comes in a quart bottle. You pour it in there. It's like a goop, and you just pour it on, and it brings the seal back to life, you know. 
but the style two is a little less than that. It's, you know, the quality is, it's a nice toilet, but it's just not as nice as the style plus. And, you know, it does have a porcelain bowl, but it's just not there. It just doesn't look the same. And then there's the Aria Classic, which is a manual version of the Aria Deluxe 2, which is a 12-volt toilet where you press a button and it flushes it, you know. I've heard Thetford had a lot of problems with the Aria, the 12-volt version of it. I don't know how true it is, but I know there you know, some complaints about it, that's for sure. But the Aria Classic... You know, it, I, I would get that if I really wanted to go high end at seven to eight hundred bucks. Like I said, you can probably get them cheaper. These are just catalog prices. Then the deluxe two, the twelve volt model is nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm not going to spend nine hundred dollars on an RV toilet. In fact, I'm not going to spend seven hundred dollars on an RV toilet. To me, that's just too much money. And there's other toilets that are more. You can get a thousand dollar toilet. Dometic has some high end toilets. You know, I, I don't know really the value if it's worth it they might look nice and some of the more expensive toilets like the uh, ones Dometic have they do look nice but I don't know what you're gaining in fact Dometic has them on their website I'll just tell you they're on their website they're at these blowout prices you know a thousand dollar toilet for 400 bucks if you're looking for a really expensive toilet that could possibly be discontinued though that'd be a way to go you know, if you get a thousand dollar toilet for four hundred bucks, you're how long are you gonna be able to get parts for it? That would be my concern. So I probably wouldn't do that. I would probably just stick with a toilet I know I can get parts for, one that's not being discontinued. That kind of spreads it out between Thetford and Dometic and Sealand. Now, my money would always be on Thetford. I've always felt they've had a good product. Sealand their Traveler Series toilets were good. They were expensive at the time. And I don't think I would have ever gone out and bought one just because they're not the most attractive-looking toilet. But if I had an RV, if I bought a used RV and it had one in it, I wouldn't complain. No problem. That'd be fine. But if I'm going to buy a toilet, it's going to be a Thetford. Thetford's biggest brand we sell in our store because just they're problem-free. And when I say problem-free, you know, that's not just out the door in 30 day, for 30 days. You know, they go for years without problems. And, you know, I really don't like selling anything where we get it back right away or people want to return it. And so that's going to take me now to the Dometic 310 toilet. When that thing first came out, I shouldn't say first came out. It was out for a couple of years, three years. And we started selling them reluctantly. Everybody else was doing it and people were asking for them. So we jumped on board. But you know, we did a little bit different. We were in Arizona at the time, and I would buy enough of these toilets that would normally retail for about $165. I would buy enough to where I could leverage it because I'd get buy so many, get a free one, buy so many more, get a free one, get free freight, get all this free stuff. And I would leverage it out to where I could sell for $125 and still make a normal profit. And at $125, that's all I felt that toilet was worth, was $125. And I don't sell them now because I don't feel they're worth anything more than $125. And Dometic, a couple of years ago, they revamped their entire system. They don't give discounts like they used to. They don't do the free freight. And this is because of the tariffs. Remember that? Uh, 2019, the tariffs. 2018, the tariffs, so prices were going up 10, 15%. You know, it's more expensive to bring stuff in the U.S. 
Well, the tariffs were a good excuse to drop free shipping to dealers and price, you know, breaks and this and that, free things, buy so many air conditioners, get, you know, too free. We haven't sold them since. If somebody wants one, I'll order one for them. I have no problem doing that, but I won't carry them. And this is just my opinion. And the reason why I feel this way about it is the bowl is just round. The toilet's 18 inches tall, which is nice. But most of your other toilets are at least 17 inches tall. You know, the high-profile ones, low-profile ones are 12 and 13. The height really isn't an issue. All the toilets today are tall enough. I think ADA compliance is 18 inches. So the Thetford ones, they're like 17 and a half, somewhere in there. So it's close enough, right? That's not a big deal. But the when we were selling these toilets, the people would buy them, they'd install them, they'd start leaking. And the the porcelain bowl was loose on the plastic base. But it would be loose enough to where it would work for a while, then it would loosen up, and it would start leaking water. But it would kind of ruin the base, so it was making it really hard for repair, so Dometic was replacing these. And then the water valves were constantly going bad. Every time we did a warranty toilet and they told us to fill the scrap it, we'd always save it because we'd need the parts off it. So someone would buy a toilet. And they'd install it, and the water valve starts leaking. They don't want to take the toilet out. So we'd just give them a water valve off another toilet and solve the problem. We had a lot of problems with them. You know, it was China Bowl, plastic base, and just there was things there. And even that toilet today, I think someone came in, I'm pretty sure it was a foot pedal. It had broken. And the solution is a new toilet for a broken foot pedal. Foot pedal comes off, comes apart. You can buy a cap that covers the nut that holds the foot pedal to the toilet, but you can't buy a, a foot pedal. That's a real downer if you ask me. You know, the kids are playing, something happens, you break that foot pedal or it just breaks and you got to buy a new toilet, You're especially if you're out on a trip. That don't fly, you know, when you have to go buy something like that. See, that's the things that irritate me. And it's not just Dometic, it's other people that are other companies that make things like this. And, you know, sometimes I dog on Dometic and I don't, hate Dometic. There's just things that go on with Dometic sometimes that from my end are problems. And we've, the dealers, the dealers face a lot more of the problems on the backside that you don't really see. You know, you just buy it and move on with life. But there's things we deal with on the backside. But Dometic also has a 320 toilet and it's a China bowl. It's a elongated toilet. It's a nice looking toilet. You know, if I was going to buy a Dometic toilet, I had to have a Dometic toilet. That's the one I would buy. Overall, though, RV toilets are a do-it-yourselfer item. The bolt pattern is 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock for Bravura and older Galaxy and Starlight toilets, which you probably never see, but Bravura is 10 o'clock, 4 o'clock, the older ones. The newer ones are universal, and then your other toilets are all 9 and 3 o'clock bolt patterns. They're do-it-yourself projects. You know, to buy a water valve, you know, especially some of the newer ones, well, I shouldn't say the newer ones, the new pricing that's coming out, you know, a $60 water valve and maybe $100 labor or $120 labor to replace it and get your toilet working again. Might not be worth it, man. If you're going to spend that kind of money, I would just buy a toilet. If I couldn't do the water valve, I'd just buy the toilet and put it in myself and forget, you know, and not do the water valve repair. You know, you're still spending a little more money, but you're done with it. You got a new toilet, you know, that's me though. Basically, you can spend $180 or $900 on a Thetford toilet. And then the 
that for, I mean, the domestic toilets, you know, you can go anywhere from, you know, 160 up to 320, 350, something like that, depending on the model of their toilet. RV toilets, they're a necessity and they're in your RV and you should know how to maintain it, repair it if something happens, even if you're out on a trip. You know, if you can find an RV store, you can probably get your toilet up and running in the same day, no problem. And I know where we're at in Montana, we get a lot of RVers in here traveling through and they come in and they got that look on their face. Oh no, my world's falling apart. The toilet broke, you know, and we're able to get them going on the road and it's not a big deal. So don't be afraid of the toilet when it comes to repairing it. Obviously, you're not afraid of the toilet because you know how to use it, but don't be afraid to repair it. Pretty basic thing. And remember, you got Thetford and Dometic are the two brands that are being made today. Sealand is an older brand, but they're a good toilet. If you buy an RV with one, you know, don't sweat it. You got a good toilet. But if you're going to replace your toilet today, I would go with the Thetford. Good, rock solid toilet, been around for a long time, got a proven history and easy to find parts for as well. Everybody carries parts for them. I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope uh, that answers all your questions and look forward to our next episode. I'm working on some other things here. Going to kind of get a maintenance mode here for different things. I got a list of stuff from one of the, one of my listeners. Gosh, I forget his name. Keith, Kevin, Grant. I'm not sure. Kevin. Yeah, I'm going to be guessing here, naming off all sorts of people, but he gave me some ideas today. Talked to him on the phone. And had a nice conversation, so I'm going to work on some of that, and hopefully I can get that worked into the next couple, three episodes. So again, I want to thank you for listening. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV.